With us today is uh, Dr. Sky, otherwise known as Steve Cates, a good friend. A, uh, uh, a He has great visions of what the heck is going on on the planet Mars, the moon. And on Sunday mornings, it's really interesting. Steve Cates, give us an update. What's going on uh, up in the skies this weekend? Well, good morning, John, and good to be back on the Cats Roundtable each week here. Following up from last week, we were talking about these 18-year cycles that the Earth has in Earth changes. And just to report to you and the listeners that there's many more cycles to talk about. But here we go. 18,000 years ago, John, a third of the Earth was covered by glaciers. Now we only find that's maybe, what, less than 1% or one-tenth of a percent, to be more precise. What happened? The glaciers retreated, lakes had formed, and the global temperatures actually increased some 7 to 9 degrees Fahrenheit. But, John, this is fascinating. We haven't had a true ice age for about 11,700 years and nothing coming down the pike very quickly. But something also occurred between the years 1645 and 1715. It was called the Mounder Minimum. What is this? And it affected changes on the Earth and the Northern Hemisphere weather-wise. Because of the lack of sunspots, here we go, all weather comes from the sun, we find out that temperatures in the Northern Hemisphere were almost 3.6 degrees lower and that was a serious thing that happened to agriculture and growth cycles in the Northern Hemisphere. But the beat goes on, John. Isn't this fascinating? We're not finding out one cycle. We're finding out there's many, many cycles. But you all go back to the sun because, once again, the sun drives all of our weather. It's amazing. And, you know, there's there's so many things happening. And... Um... We talked about the 18,000-year cycle. We talked about so many things. Um, what's what's going to drive people's minds this morning? Guy, give me one. Well, John, I want to talk a little bit about something that's really important, talking about the sunspot story. Right now on the sun, there's this massive sunspot called Active Region 3576. And as we're speaking right now, that sunspot is ready to blow out flares. We can't predict when and how if it hasn't done so already, as we're talking right now. But this is so incredible, going back to these stories about how the Earth is so much obviously dependent on what happens on the sun. But here's another interesting story. A Serbian scientist and astronomer climatologist, Milankovic, he talked about a 25-year, 25,000-year cycle, excuse me, that also had so much to do with long-term climate changes. And it was all due to this in his calculation the shape of the Earth's orbit, the tip of the Earth's axis, and he also talked about the Earth's rotation as it points towards the, you know, the north and the sky. So now we find out that there's so many of these deep cycles we're trying to understand. So I say this with confidence, and I'm sure you would agree. Before we all jump on the bandwagon of this rampant climate change across the Earth, we need to look deeper and deeper into these cycles. Maybe we can't do much about them, but simply, more science, in my opinion, needs to be explored before we close the book and close the chapter on the whole story of climate change and different climate events. What say you? Oh, boy. I, I mean, uh, you are certainly right. Uh, I was talking about uh, to our radio people and uh, some of these storms that the, the sun had last week knocked out some AM stations and FM stations. Absolutely. It's and the beat goes on with this. And it's so amazing, John, not to alarm people, but Solar Cycle 25 is the real culprit. Some say it'll peak sometime around April or May. We'll keep our eyes to it. 
But here's a closer story in space that we conclude here. A Russian cosmonaut now breaks the endurance record for the all-time human endurance in space. Well, Oleg Kononenko, a Russian cosmonaut on the 4th of February, broke a record that was set a long time ago. He's up there now more than 878 days. But what's so amazing about that, by June 5th and maybe September, he'll be up in space over 1,100 days. The U.S. space endurance record now is only 371 days by an astronaut named Frank Rubio, and he went around the Earth 5,936 times. John, can you imagine the stress on the human body on that? I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if it's for you, but that to me has to be just an amazing amount of discipline. And I wanted your comment on it because that's otherworldly, no pun intended. Well, I'm not sure it's that healthy to be out there that long, and uh, I'm not sure we got it down to a science yet, and uh, I'm concerned about that. And the other thing I understand last week, a uh, an asteroid the size of the Empire State Building uh, came close. What what have you heard yes. about that one? Well, John, here we go. Sometimes in the in the regular legacy media, they get it wrong, and I know we here talk about facts, and I appreciate the opportunity always. But this particular asteroid, every single week, there's an asteroid that passes the Earth. And the news headline is always, asteroid comes close to the Earth, a near miss. Well, the truth of the matter is, lucky for us, those near misses are over millions of miles away. But there was another object that came very close to the Earth just a few weeks ago. It was a small asteroid about the size of a meter in diameter. That's pretty small. But what's amazing about it, John, is that the astronomers actually found that object, that tiny, on a camera, and they calculated that its orbit only three or so hours before it was going to hit the Earth, and they predicted exactly where it was going to come in on the Earth. And it came in over Germany near Berlin, and people actually looked in the sky when the predicted time was. They saw it, and they actually found particles of that little small asteroid, little meteorite. And we find out that it's some of the rarest of meteors of any kind than what it's made up of. So, John, we get hit always by these stories about asteroids coming close to the Earth. But you know yours truly is going to keep everybody posted, hopefully what, well ahead of the time of any kind of impending impact, to say the least. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to keep us up to date on? Well, John, I just wanted to remind people, if you go out and take a look in the sky, this is a great time because we're only... As we talk today, some 57 days away from the great total solar eclipse. And I understand that the New York governor, Governor Hochul, is actually so involved in getting people involved in all these different festivals that are going to happen in the state of New York and all through the eclipse path. And we're going to continue to update our friends here on the Cats Roundtable and here on WABC Radio, Talk Radio 77. And they can stay in touch with me at the Dr. Sky Experience. Great information from these realms, particularly what's going on above our heads at simply wabcradio.com. John, Steve, thank you, and wish everybody the best. Steve Cates, Dr. Sky, thank you for enlightening us, and we'll catch up again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, John.